on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. Lots of bugs on Disney Plus's launch day, but little windows of hope peek through. Our first impressions on how, why, and where Disney Plus lines up against the other streamers. And are you seeing streaming ticket shock and want some free alternatives? We've got those suggestions as well. So we actually farmed this out to YouTube earlier this morning. Uh, so take all these comments with a grain of salt. Uh, this is from roughly an hour ago. Jose says, still down. Benjamin says, already downloaded the app and watched so many movies and some TV. Loving it so far. Melissa says, homepage not working and a few other things. App still needs plenty of work. Vic says, down right now for me too. I checked with other people online and it's down with them. I've got 20 gigabytes of content downloaded before going to sleep at around midnight PST. And the downloads were super slow. So oh, that was smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? The guy that downloaded, mm-hmm. or the, the woman or man that downloaded, you were... That's been a cool part of it. Thinking. Everything on there is downloadable. Like, Everything's downloadable, and there's no limit on downloads, so they don't expire. Hold, hold up, hold up. I don't know if that's 100% true, because as I was flipping through, I was pleasantly surprised seeing how many were downloadable, but I definitely notably remember a couple not having the download. Oh, do you remember? Do you have any idea what titles they were? Uh, I feel like it happened when I was browsing in... I want to say the Pixar collection or maybe the mm. Disney proper collection. I'm going to do a little yeah, test right now because yeah. that's definitely something that I would chalk that up more to being a bug than a licensing issue. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably it either falls in either of the two camps. It's a licensing problem or a bug. And my guess right now, because Disney has been very clear, you can download everything. Um, there are no limits that that's probably that's probably a bug at launch. But I want to I'm going to look right now to see if I can get that, too. Yeah, I'm still using Android myself, and as you saw earlier before the show, Joe, and as we were starting to investigate the app for the sake of B-roll, mine wasn't working either. But like I said, I was up at around 2.30 this morning anyways, Yeah. Uh, so that's when I downloaded the app, just started queuing stuff, but I didn't cache anything, I didn't download anything. But yeah. for what it was worth, browsing was super easy. I like how they break everything out in the franchise. It's easy to find stuff. The thumbnails are, even if they're not the original, like, um movie covers or anything like that they've been modified so that they're big bold and easy to read um i thought that was kind of smart so my very frivolous surface level experience with the app so far has been good uh some more comments from the audience michael brown says my disney plus experience has been good so far i haven't ran into hiccups in my pixel 4 uh on my pixel 4 that was just recently Ryan says, I've gotten some error issues, but I wasn't expecting it to work perfectly, knowing so many would be on it today. I think that's the grand takeaway. Anytime something like this makes a splash, you wind up with some crashes. I I think that's just kind of an acceptable fate at this point. Yeah, like I restarted my phone um, when, honestly, I wanted to walk to work listening to Frozen. And so I downloaded the video earlier. And then when I got out of the subway, um, it just wasn't loading. So I I did a full like phone reboot. And then it started going... Um, it was in an area of the city, which I just didn't have signal anyway. Yeah. Um, so like it took a little while for the Disney screen to be like, you're not online. You can't access the, the, the verbiage was a little more forbidding at first. It was like, you can't go here, check again later. But then I went to the downloads tab and the videos were there. So right. like, fine, hit play, walk. Right. <laughs> so it was just kind of like generally tweaking on top of some like uh, actual legitimate service problems. It sounds like, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's day one. There's so many things. I mean, it's um, BamTech is the name of the company, right? That, it was. It's not called Disney Streaming Services, but BamTech was the technology company that Disney acquired in order to get, you know, a technology stack for streaming video. Yeah, because their history was doing like Major League Baseball streaming mm-hmm. and Live other streaming. sports. Yeah. And um, even though this is not their first streaming service, it's 
of a magnitude that it like is going to test their bandwidth no matter how skilled they are. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, Bam Tech slash Disney streaming services is actually I don't know if it's still the case now, but they are the streaming service provider for HBO now. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're the ones that deliver those streams. So if you ever had problems with HBO now, you can blame Disney. <laughs> For those problems, too. But you're right. I mean, it's different. The kind of demand that you get for a service rolling out at launch, an on-demand service rolling out at launch, is different even than, you know, Bantech made a name for itself for being able to live stream, like, every single Major League Baseball game um, in in really good definition without a lot of latency and not a lot of lag. Um but it's just a different beast. This kind of this kind of streaming. Yeah. I was impressed by the app rollout because a lot of the services that have launched. I remember when um, when DC Universe launched at first. It took a while till it made it to like Xbox. It was on Roku on day one. Mm. Um, Apple had spread as further than Apple's ever did with Apple TV Plus. But um, I have an LG TV at home, and so it wasn't on that platform. Yeah, but it was on Roku. Um, Disney appears to have been. A sp- have made that app work on a little bit of everything. There's still more platforms to go still, but I would say, are there any actual glaring uh, omissions in their lineup for hardware? I, it looked pretty robust to me too. For hardware support, I I mean, they hit all the big ones. They've got Apple, both Apple TV and iOS. They've got Android, um, both for mobile and then Android TVs. They got Samsung smart TVs, LG LG smart TVs. Um, they've got Roku. They've got Amazon Fire uh, and Chromecast. Mm-hmm. Because of Android, yeah, I, I think believe. it might be game consoles, uh, but they I need to double check. Yeah, they do have PlayStation, and they have they have PlayStation. What's the newest one? And PlayStation Xbox. Four. They have Xbox. Yeah, they have oh, they, they have PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Is but that the no one Nintendo that's Switch either. Yeah. I don't know. Whichever ones are the newest of the PlayStation and Xbox, they Play, have both. Of PlayStation those. Four and Xbox One are there, but uh, no Nintendo. No, no, that's maybe that's your glaring omission. Is for now. I mean, there aren't Hulu's a lot of Nintendo there's Switch, not so a lot later. of video yeah. streaming apps on Nintendo Switch. It's basically just Hulu and YouTube and some yeah. homebrew right. stuff. And, and Hulu is owned by Disney, so you know if Hulu could get it done, then that then presumably it's something within the realm of possibility for Disney to do. Yeah, but that's Nintendo being picky. That's not that's not on Disney. <laughs> we <Yeah>. think <laughs> we don't maybe know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a few more comments. Uh, a lot of the same kind of still flying in. Um, Let's see. Ryan Williams says, happy Disney Plus Day. I had problems watching Endgame and Mandalorian. I also couldn't change my profile picture or add a new profile. That bug I didn't see yet because I did make yeah. a profile for me and my girlfriend Initially made a because she has terrible taste in all things. So I wanted to make sure she didn't ruin my recommendation algorithm. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, Christian says, still having trouble with the app. Every time I tap on a show or a movie, it doesn't load. Uh, Michael Polera is still seeing a lot of bugs, too. Uh, let's talk to Michael Brown again. Uh, already calling it Disney Plus is better than Apple TV Plus. It's early, but I don't think Apple TV has what it takes to beat Disney and HBO Max. Uh, they'll have to make a massive acquisition, probably try to buy Netflix. Do we think that's even on the table? It's, I mean, it's a tough thing. Every single one of these services has upfront said this is a multi-year game. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of hard to be. You can put it against each other now because you're the one buying it now. But like, like I remember HBO's announcement was like year one, Netflix style, no ads. Year two with ads. Mm-hmm. Disney has been like, here are the shows all the way through 2022. So they're clearly thinking multi-year. Mm-hmm. It's such a long game. Yeah. And um uh, I don't think I don't think Apple's ever going to buy Netflix. It's something that comes up recurringly. People say, what if what if Apple bought Netflix? And, you know, there are Bob Iger, the CEO of Apple kind of or sorry, the CEO of Disney. He stoked some of that 
most more recently because he had a memoir come out and it said, I talked to Steve Jobs and I think if he had lived, then maybe Apple would have bought, would have bought Disney. But um, I don't think, I mean, Apple has more money than God, but um, they're building their own thing and doing it their own way. And it's a lot cheaper than buying, I mean, Netflix market cap is gigantic. It's a tens of billions of dollar it's like 20 billion dollar market cap something like that it's what crazy. i find fascinating about this the streaming wars is that if you look at each one it's not just the streaming everyone has their own sort of other business need with it like apple is making such a concerted effort to include if you bought an iphone or ipad this year that you get a year of it so mm-hmm. it's to boost the hardware sales effort of it um for disney it's to sort of get you into their world, which includes the Hulu ESPN bundle. They kind of hope that you get like into that and maybe not think of anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warner um, strategy is like their their app is going to include podcasts in, in addition to shows. And so that's just a different yeah. way to go. Yeah, I don't know if that, I think that the def- HBO app, the, not, not the Warner app. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, I think honestly, I think all these services initially, they're trying to become robust services in and of themselves. I don't really buy that Apple wants to use Apple TV Plus as a way to get people to make a purchase decision for like an every two year thousand dollar purchase. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's really part of the game. I think it might be an added perk to it. But I think what mm-hmm. they all are trying to do are figure out a way. They know that TV is going to be something that you have to be playing in in order to not be completely run over yeah. especially if you're already in programming because if you're already like AT&T and Time Warner they're already programmers so mm-hmm. if they don't if they just keep taking money from Netflix and licensing their shows to Netflix all they're doing is making Netflix stronger and eventually they won't have any they won't have a leg to stand on Here's an interesting discussion happening in the chat right now, shouting out to Storm King and Caleb Richardson, who both write in tandem with each other, asking if they we think that Apple might buy Sony or Columbia. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that that happened right on top of each other, and uh, props to Caleb uh, for calling out the jinx. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Storm King. That Coke better be in the mail. Uh, what do we think about that one, Sony? I mean, Sony is, I know Sony's had some major missteps, but are they anywhere close to, like, sinking? No, I mean, like, Paramount has troubles. I mean, all everybody that's in legacy media is sort of like eyeing the exit and being like, are we going to get what's going to happen? Because streaming is taking over a lot of regular consumers ways to watch. Um, But that being said, Apple's not going to buy them. They're not. I mean, they're not going to buy Netflix. Apple's not going to buy Sony. It doesn't need to because what you do, unless it's a fire sale because one of these companies is completely going out of business. But I don't think it's not an Apple's brand even to buy something that's like on fire sale, you know? In the tech industry, people just love to talk about mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. And just like, you know, what if this, what if that? It's like, and also eh. because Apple has more money than God. So they can <laughs> buy, they can buy entire countries, I mm. guess, if like they wanted to. But Appletonia? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that they're, it's just not what they do they bought beats and that was a two billion acquisition and i think that that that's i don't think that's going to happen for for a movie studio or a mm-hmm. television studio or anything like that there's it's, it's there's something you said though about like there's so many services coming that it's unlikely for every single one of the services you might hear about in the next year to succeed it wouldn't be shocking if one or two like consolidate in the future if they yeah. don't succeed there have been plenty of smaller services that i've seen go up and down um, just because they think there's an audience. Oh wait, there isn't an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then sometimes they also price themselves. Like there's there's a, like lots of smaller niche services. One in particular, I remember. I forget the um, hub it's on, but 
it was a service just for older Nickelodeon shows, mm-hmm. and I think they charge five ish dollars a month. It was is that like Noggin? Uh, I don't I don't know. Noggin might be in use for like preschool content. Yeah, that's like preschool kids stuff. From um, yeah. I think it's like Nick Splat. Oh, um, okay. yeah. that makes would, a lot of sense. I would need to double check. Feel free to check me in the chat on where I'm trying to remember this. But there's also the anime services. Like there's so many sub services that yeah. like not everyone's going to succeed because there's only so much money and people to go around. Right. Yeah. And but I think that it's a different there's those are different games. The The niche services versus these really big big ones that have tentpole franchises, the Apple TV pluses, the Disney pluses, the HBO maxes, they're all, Mm -hmm. they're betting the farm. All these companies are betting the farm on it. So if it fails, it's going to be, I, it'll, it'll, it'll be a spectacular failure. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to really understand because, you know, it's kind of like making them too big to fail. Like Mm -hmm. when you make something, if you put that much money into it and except for like serious mismanagement, I don't even know what could make, that fail other than the only one that I could think that would fail is maybe Apple's just like five years down the road, kind of like, oh, never mind, forget about it. Yeah, but they would just eat that cost. It wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, suddenly Apple's in desperate trouble. It's like, well, that was an experiment. Yeah, yeah. But the other like Disney and, and HBO slash Time Warner, they're slash AT&T, yeah. um, they're they put they bet too much on it to fail. Yeah. And so so far with um American streaming services anyway, like the two were big for this one with Disney and Apple. Up next would be HBO and NBC Universal's Peacock. Is there any other ones uh, that I'm forgetting? Those are the that, major ones, the ones yeah. that are backed by major either tech or media companies. Yeah. And then the smaller services, you know, whether they live or die has a lot to do with the loyalty of the genre that they're appealing to. You know, not all fans are created equal. And so niche services for one kind of genre can really flourish, whereas another might not. Um, has to do with that and also has to do with just dynamics of if you have a good app, mm-hmm. if you market yourself well if you get bought by somebody who knows what they're doing or if you get bought by somebody that's stupid uh yeah there's there's a lot of pieces in play about whether or not those will succeed or, or fail mm-hmm. all this conversation has started making me think of some of the alternative streaming services that yeah. are out there uh, i myself have kind of fallen back into crackle uh, oh, yeah. because they house some of my favorite shows like news radio uh, also oh, yeah. tubi is one i've kind of recently gotten hooked on um i as uh i.e. the Alphabet City guy. He also does a show called Top 5, and he did a countdown of these um, five ad-supported, non-subscription-based, free content streaming tiers out there, and Tubi is on there, Crackle's on there, and several others. I'll make sure to add a link to that in the deck um, for anybody curious, because like we are going to start experiencing some you know price tag fatigue with all these services. Um, I like, Mike, you said you, you tried Tubi. Yeah. There's a few different, um, movies on Tubi and to be really honest, some of the bachelor franchise things are on Tubi, but I've also in more tasteful things watched, uh, La La Land and IMDb TV, which is baked into prime video. Um, Canopy, which is an IAS's video. I watch a lot. Yeah. A lot of like the higher fi- and films that happen to be in prime video also are in Canopy, but are free as long as you set up an account through your local library in America. Right. Um, and, and not all these services are kind of cut of the same cloth. So Tubi and Pluto, also the Roku channel, those are services where they're ad supported and totally free. So you can watch it's they're all none of them are making originals and none of them really have exclusives in so much as if they license something and nobody else has it, then it's kind of de facto an exclusive. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of built on this sort of like lean back. You don't really want to have to think about it and you don't want to have to pay for it, but it's an easy way to get a movie or a show. Um, 
from one of those mm -hmm. versus what were some of the other ones that you have? Canopy, like yeah. that is a, it's an ad free service that you get free with a library card. Yeah. Um, and then Prime, of course, that's part of Amazon, which is like this weird, it's like Netflix except, and you can subscribe to it on its own, but most people just get it like clip, lumped mm -hmm. in as part of their Prime membership. I think it's also important to like create a bit of a, I think people would be forced to create, like I said earlier, a bit of a regimen as to when they want to keep and cancel stuff. Um, for instance, like I, I quit Netflix over the summer. Things mm. were fine. I just doubled down my library and other things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn on Prime Video in December so my family can watch the Ms. Maisel show. Yeah. But then I'm turning that so off because good. I don't want to buy stuff. If Whenever I have a Prime subscription, I buy too much stuff. So I can't, <laughs> it's, it's a very touch and go for me. That's a good point. <laughs> But that's the difference about these streaming services versus, you know, how things have been done since the dawn of time with, mm -hmm. with TV is that you can shut them off mm -hmm. really easily. And yeah. some people wonder if that means that people are just going to if on mass, the behavior is going to be like your behavior where you turn it on for a few months or just one month mm -hmm. or just one week to get a certain thing. And then you you pick and choose what you want and turn them off after. I'm of the opinion that I don't know if pe most people are that proactive about it most people aren't i don't um, think most people are i think, think most people will just decide what they like and then keep what they have the longest behavior i think we've had is with hbo turning that on and off when people would turn it on for um the sopranos yeah um that's been for that sort of behavior and maybe now is that might have been more recently with game of thrones i turn it on for westworld and turn it back off again personally yeah um but beyond that like when it comes to the services people generally would prefer to just have what they have let it go. Yeah. And I get that because it can be a little exhausting, but it's also consumer culture. That, yeah. anyway. that on off yeah. formula, that's the writings on the wall, though, man, as things start drifting back towards a week to week model, it, it, the more things change, the more they stay the same. They're going to mm -hmm. start encouraging you to stay on instead of the binge formula, which lets you right. get away with the on off. Mm -hmm. uh, right. I mean, the right. Uh, like I said, the writings on the wall. Uh, Shannon asks, I, I'm just glad you brought up Amazon Prime. Uh, Shannon says they're a little confused. Isn't Apple TV more like Amazon Prime video? Shannon, if you could kind of clarify what you were asking there. But if I was to take a guess at this, I think it's because like what you said with Amazon is more of like you're grandfathered in as a bonus service to being existing in that ecosystem anyways. What what's your takeaway, Joan? Yeah, well, they're similar in the sense that I think especially right now as Apple TV has just launched and most people that are getting it. I feel like definitely the majority of the people that have Apple TV right now are using it only because it's like a free like gimme that you get because you've already bought like you bought a new iPhone or you bought something since the beginning of September from Apple. Um, so in that way, it's similar to Amazon Prime Video be because most Amazon never says, but most people assume that the majority of people that watch Amazon Prime Video are doing it the same way. They have Prime and therefore they just have it as a gimme also. So it's similar in that sense. Also similar in the sense that Apple TV Plus and um, Amazon Prime Video, they don't have nearly, at this point, they don't have nearly the output of originals that Netflix does. Nobody really matches Netflix in, in the amount that they create this fire hose of original programming. Um, but the way they differ is that Apple TV doesn't have a library. Um, Amazon Prime Video has a huge library, kind of the sort of library that people criticize Netflix for in the early days, where it's kind of like, what is this stuff? But um, yeah, Apple TV Plus doesn't have any of that. 
And both of those apps are also like the video um, on demand store combined with right. a subscription service, exactly. which might be where that similarity also comes into play, where you right. can buy and keep stuff, rent stuff or pay for the subscription for stuff. Exactly. All right. We are running real low on time. I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, if you haven't realized yet with that, that, uh, that Tubi app and that's T-U-B-I for anybody curious, that thing is a gold mine for like lost Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> oh, like wow. CBS and ABC um, Bump in the Night, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Sonic all that Hedgehog. classic stuff when you grew up in the 90s, like you woke up with your bowl of fruity pebbles, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that is what Tubi is there for. All right. Uh, Brian M says, missed opportunity. It would have been awesome if when you logged into Disney Plus for the first time, you got the Lion King intro. Nah. Big missed opportunity. <laughs> Otherwise, Just I think the it. app is, is still pretty clean and organized pretty well, you know, outside of the notable bugs. It's there in 4K. Um, Just pick it. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Uh, Timothy says, I'm just curious if you're a huge fan of Marvel Disney, uh, wouldn't you have already bought all the Blu-ray videos? What is the point of trying to subscribe for streaming? Well, I think like it's definitely true that there are Marvel super fans out there that have already bought DVDs for every single. I mean, and, and Disney breeds that kind of fan, not just in Marvel, but of course, there's people that already have every Star Wars movie on DVD. Of course, there's people that have every Disney princess movie on DVD. Disney cultivates that kind of like super fan. Um, but I don't think that's the majority of people. You know, you don't have the you don't get a global blockbuster that is breaks box office records like Endgame did by only having super fans. It's by reaching the most mass market that's ever been reached by a movie in a theater. And so that means there's like there's tons of people out there that don't have every I that don't have every single Marvel movie, maybe don't even have one Marvel movie, maybe only saw them in theater or didn't see them at all. And maybe now are curious to watch them now that they can get them free, free, get them at the same time that they sign up because, well, you know, my kids need to watch the Disney animated movies. Maybe now that's part of the idea is Disney wants people to come into this universe Maybe because there's one thing they were super passionate about, but as they're there, because you have all these other options to watch things that aren't in the same sort of genre or vertical, you can get addicted to the rest. And if you are that kind of fan, you can. And I don't, we don't know yet about the Disney Plus shows, but there are a lot of Netflix shows and um, that end up on DVD and Blu-ray later. Um, Stranger True. Things is on 4K Blu-ray. Um, People yeah. still like to put stuff on their shelves, but then there's also the convenience factor. It seems odd to even think about, but yeah, when something that originates on a stream ends up on a DVD, that's a pretty niche audience that is going to try to walk away from it. But it's not a niche audience for people wanting to continually, gradually upgrade the quality of their library. Like, I own Star Wars on standard DVDs, not HD, not Blu-ray. Right. So when it comes time to watch them, being able to fire them in at 4K... As much as I'm kind of indifferent to that as pretty well documented, I'm not going to argue against it either. Um, I think that's just the big thing is that convenience factor. Yeah. It's also strategy, though, if you're money saving, like um, I don't personally subscribe to DC Universe right now, but Titan season one, I was able to rent from my library and watch it that way. Mm -hmm. And I presume season two will end up there eventually as well. Although I kind of want to watch it, so I might subscribe for a month just to catch in. But (laughs) beside the point, like there's a lot of different ways to play media. You just kind of have to... Just take an idea, keep an idea of what is where, and maybe you do, like, say you love Frozen so much, you know you want to watch it forever, regardless of whether or not you have the service, then buy Frozen. Yeah. But if you're like, like, I don't own Frozen, but like, I did want to listen Frozen. to it today. I have kids, of course <laughs> I own Frozen. But I put it on today because it came with Disney Plus. I was like, yeah, right. I do want to watch it. Yeah, right. And yeah, something that we haven't really talked about at length is the fact, you know, to, to Brian's point, um, 
competitively, Disney Plus is including a lot of great perks for this price in the sense that you get 4K, you get Atmos, mm. um, Dolby Atmos sound, you get Dolby Vision. It's all included for this. They don't have tiers. So mm. I guess it's great in the sense if you compare it to Netflix, mm. they break out tiers so they can get more money out of a subscriber if you want more simultaneous streams so more people can watch on your account. If you want to have that really high quality um, sound and, and, and video for it, um, Disney, I think, is really savvy to give just like it's like you get all of that. Mm. If you want us, if you have the best TV out there, you can watch it in the best quality and you don't have to pay any more for it. I think that's smart. It's good that it's simplified because and it's simple. Otherwise, it could get exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All I can think of is like this is the perfect personification of the it's goofy time meme. And that's a pretty (laughs) deep cut, uh, weird web uh, meme to dig out of the archives here, but that's all it is. This is a, Disney Plus kicks open the door. It's goofy time. No, Dad, no. Uh, all right, rapid fire, rapid fire. Let's let's just try to fire through a few of these. Okay. It should be pretty easy. Uh, are the promotions with Disney Plus stackable? So I think that means if you have like. If you Multiple buy directly years. for one year and then you get the Verizon add-on. So I don't believe they're stackable, but I do believe that you have until the end of June to initiate the Verizon Unlimited deal. I think it lasts until June 2020. So if you had a promotion for just one year or if you wanted to, I, I don't know, I, I, it would have to do a lot more mental math to figure out how you could time that so you could eke out extra money. But I know you can wait. Like if you want to like... I don't know, borrow a password from somebody Mm -hmm. for, you know, nine months or whatever that is, and then use your Verizon deal. But why not just Mm -hmm. get the Verizon deal? I don't know. Um, But uh, bottom line is, no, you can't really stack Mm -hmm. up promotions. Okay, and this one's coming from Caleb again. Uh, I wonder if Disney will extend the free trial given all the problems they're having at launch. Um, That's a good question. They might. So Disney, like, table stakes are that you can get a seven-day free trial. I believe it's one week. Um, It's a possibility, and I think that'd be a, you know, a good faith thing to give to consumers. Um, I, you know what, let me check down detector right now. I'll be honest that I kind of doubt it. Um, I I would be surprised if they they did. Like, I was having trouble getting Apple TV Plus to work in my browser a few times when I was doing a week of trial of that, but I didn't expect Apple to throw it an extra day. Yeah. And so I'm looking at down to tech right now and it looks like the number of complaints has come down recently from there were some peaks about three hours ago and then another peak two hours before that. They've come down a lot since then. So maybe they're getting a handle on things. It's possible. You yeah. know, they're, they're very, they've been doing everything they can. They've been bending over backwards to do these sort of like consumer placing things. It's possible. But it, I also think that this seems like it mm-hmm. might be a blip in terms mm-hmm. of service disruption. I would think so. I mean, when you say it like that, they've got all the money in the world this is just it's an inevitability that you kick the door open and like that and it something's going to hiccup I mean, if they're solving it in under a day i call that a win uh i mean look at every time amazon prime day rolls around every time a new uh, stranger it's things true. season drops everything just goes down hard so i mean applauding disney's efforts uh we'll see i'm looking forward to actually checking the app out tonight when i'm off work and really getting my own two cents on it because all like i said all i've been able to do is essentially download it uh okay uh, before we go, uh, what features are we missing? What extra perks do we think we want to see? Mike, you and I were talking a little bit. You mentioned podcasts earlier, but what about also Disney soundtracks you could download, like on a Spotify type thing? That would be that would be kind of a funny play against Spotify, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, no, know. no soundtracks or sounds necessarily with Disney Plus, but uh, Disney has done promotions with Spotify in the past. They've mm-hmm. done like playlists and stuff. Um, so maybe there might be some cross promotional things that they get into. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think like better better support for audio only because there's maybe circumstances mm-hmm. in which this might be used to like 
kids are screaming, I want entertainment. So you throw on Frozen in the car, but no one's actually watching Frozen on the phone. They're just listening to it the whole mm. time. Yeah. So maybe just better support for that where the video doesn't have to be on. If that, that might be a licensing thing too. I don't know. No, it, it probably wouldn't be a licensing thing. I wonder if it's like uh, just a um, triage thing, mm. like where on the level of, of stuff they need to, you know, boxes they need to check off to get done, where that falls. I imagine that would be kind of low, but I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. If people are demanding it, then they'll probably help. One more for our buddy Esquilo Yogador. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm trying here. Uh, he wants to know, uh, when is Disney Plus coming to Portugal? That's a really great question. So I was at a press briefing um, on Friday. Kevin Mayer, who is the Disney executive right under Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, he's the one that... Um, is basically the, the head honcho of Disney Plus. And he was asked that specific question and he stuck to script. So earlier the day before, Disney had said, we're rolling out March 31st in Western Europe uh, markets, UK, Spain, France. It, it listed a few, but it didn't mention Portugal. When he was asked about Portugal, he said, I can't say anything. But he did say, I think you'll be pleased by how quickly it rolls out. So my understanding and my perception is that the idea is that you get it out in all of Western Europe really quickly. I just don't think that they're committing to specific markets right now. I But I would take them at his word that they're going to get it quickly to other Western European markets right after that European launch. The international thing is just, it's, it's confusing. There's so many issues yeah. that go into it. Like Disney had created a new deal with even Amazon in a territory. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, so confusing. It's going to be like a while until this is a fully rolled out service across all countries. Yeah. Um, Naturally. But that's just what it is when, yeah. it, comes to when yeah. it comes to licensing. Yeah. Well, they're nothing if not aggressive, so we got to give them that much. But we, this was a great show. This is a lot of great conversation. We've gone super duper long, uh, but <laughs> we do have to get going. Uh, but keep sounding off. Let us know what your experiences are with the app. Uh, fire at us at Twitter. Leave more comments down here in the chat below. Um, if you finally get a breakthrough or if you have any ideas or missing features that we're still, you know, thinking about, put on the wish list. Go ahead and sound off there. The conversation uh, will keep going, I'm sure. Uh, one last thing before we call it a day. We put a poll up yesterday on the old Internet. We wanted to ask people uh, in the follow up from the episode where we talked about Instagram dropping likes. If uh, visible likes would ruin your Instagram experience or take away 18% said yes, 50% said no, 31% said what's Instagram. I'm oh. assuming that last batch was probably Alfred. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's our takeaway. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. And until then, Joan, you can send us on out. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell so you can join us here live weekday mornings. And if you have the chance, peek at the links below. You'll learn more about today's topics. Feel free to subscribe to our audio podcast too. For The Daily Charge, I'm Joni Salzman. And I'm Mike Sorrentino. Thanks for joining us.